City. who don't want to be cool. See, I just didn't stand. You just made the list. Hello and welcome into WWEGL's first episode of the summer. I am joined by Killer Cooper Prater, our WWEGL 24-7 European World Champion. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And I, as always, am the... I am Noah the Natural. You could see the, the wheels turning in his head as he tried to remember his nickname. <laughs> so, no, I'm changing it up because as you – I don't know if you listened to the previous podcast, but apparently I was sent down to AOW. <laughs> oh, okay. Th- you got stripped of a championship, I think. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, you got I, stripped of a yeah, championship. Yes. So I have changed my gimmick. By the way, just so we're, just so we're clear here, okay, this was not – addressed on on the show because I did not have the time to address it. You will get that title off me when I am dead and buried. And we are going to get second this, sooner. We are going to get this title off you this weekend as we have two big shows to review and predict. Uh naturally as I will do so of course take that title off of you. But folks, I know what you're thinking right now. Normally the person talking to you is Logan Hurston. Well, just a little bit while ago, folks, as I try to tell you this seriously as I hold back my laughter, he was rearranged by a masked assailant over in the WEGL parking garage. I don't like that word, rearranged. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep PG, I'm sorry. He's right. trying to keep PG. All right. Um, it, it, was, not, it was brutal, folks. I'm not going to lie. It was brutal. But he He is in the local medical facility right now. He sent us his predictions, and some other notes. Very surprising for that man, because he wrote an entire book in this email. I mean, it is absolutely pillar to post, filled with notes for us to talk about today. But he will be recovering inside a local medical facility. Then he's going to be in Chicago trying to find the masked assailant. I don't know how well that's going to be, considering Chicago's like at least 200 miles from here. Now, uh, rumor has it, and you didn't hear this from me, that the assailant, right, the the attacker of one Mr. Logan Hurston, is approximately, I don't know, like 6'2", maybe at the max. A uh, lot of tattoos. Uh, one, I believe, has, uh, what, that was particularly recognizable was the Pepsi logo. Um, uh, although, uh, if, if anybody happens to see a man in Chicago fitting that description... Um, uh, please alert WWEGL as soon as possible. Please, please <laughs> alert us. Uh, we're trying to get an interview. <laughs> we're trying I'm to- trying to shake that man's hand. <laughs> Folks, Logan put hard times on me. He sent me to AOW. I was not able to make money for my family. But it has been the best because I have reformed myself with Noah the Natural Phillips as naturally as I can. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Like a phoenix naturally rising from the ashes. <laughs> Are you starting to catch on to what this gimmick is, Cooper? <laughs> <All right, Cooper. laughs> well, folks, we got a lot of talk talk to uh, you guys about today. First and foremost, we got to start off with a somber note. Uh, the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. The superstar Billy Graham has passed away this past week. <laughs> Past that is, that is Cooper a, looked what, at me. What are you waiting. talking? What? I did n- literally nothing while he was saying that. I just wanted that on the record. I said nothing. I, I'm just sitting here in looking off mind. in the distance as he's doing the, the segment about a, a, a wrestler's death. And he starts cracking about one of the most influential wrestlers I, of all time. I, naturally, dying. I would mess this up. Naturally, I would mess this up, folks. Already off the rails. This Already is why we, off this, the rails. This is why we need Logan. <laughs> Folks, I'm Composure. so sorry. Composure. <laughs> Folks, again, 
Yeah, it's only Billy Graham. I was trying to be. Obviously, Cooper is doing a better job than I am, but Billy Graham being one of the most influential superstars ever, for lack of a better term, influence guys like uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. I don't know why I said Hulk Hogan, so weird. Um, And other great wrestlers. And we see his influence even in today with some of the AEW guys and across all companies, not just AEW. I don't know why it was the first company I said, probably because name starts with an A. But we want to send condolences out to the Graham family. And uh, I'd like to apologize for laughing. Um, just about every single um, uh, flamboyant kind of uh, gimmick that happened from about the, the 70s on, you can thank Billy Graham for. Um, you know, th- uh, you look back at a lot of those old WWWF, uh, at the time promos from him and just the, the tie dye, the, the immaculately sculpted, uh, sideburns, the, you know, he would wear these, uh, like almost beret style hats, like very, like just outgoing and, uh, really a, a compelling talker, a, a compelling promo, um, and for sure, you know, you wouldn't have, uh, a Hulk Hogan, you wouldn't have a Shawn Michaels, you wouldn't have a Ric Flair without him. And it's a, it's a, a big loss for wrestling. Probably had one of the greatest looks of a wrestler as well. Probably ever, uh, Scott Steiner basically ripped him off. Oh yeah. Entire career. Yeah, Scott his... Steiner was basically just Billy Graham <laughs> right. part two. His, his later stuff in particular. Yeah. Where he has the dyed, uh, dyed goatee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Folks, after that complete embarrassment by myself, we're going to jump into the Raw news and Raw SmackDown, the entire WWE universe. Uh, let's see. You want to start with SmackDown or Raw first? Um, SmackDown happened first in the the, the timeline, so I, I think we should uh, knock that out. All right. Well, one of the things that happened was uh, LA Knight. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Teamed up with. Good old Rick Boogs to face the Street Profits. The dream team. The dream team that broke up immediately after the match as L.A. Knight thought to himself, I can team up with anybody to win these tag team belts. And then he lost and immediately hit uh, Rick Boogs with his finisher. And that's the end of that team, I guess. We hope that they're actually uh, not at all. What are you talking about? This uh, this angle should have gone on until Mania Forty. Mania <laughs> the ult. Absolutely. Do the do the mega powers explode with but with L.A. Knight and Rick Boogs? That's what I'm talking about. Rick Boogs, the ultimate heel, going into I do, WrestleMania I do love, Forty with the yeah. Universal Championship. I love that Rick Boogs is the heel in the scenario, not L.A. Knight. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I do love that they're continuing uh, Knight's gimmick of man who is too oblivious <laughs> to like succeed in wrestling. Um, between this and the the Uncle Howdy stuff, is just on a roll. Uh, we also had a hint at Karrion Cross versus AJ Styles. I hope not. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, we both hope not. Uh, during the Grayson Waller effect, you know, it looked like they were building to Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles. That one could have been a fantastic match. Hopefully, they may be saving that for SummerSlam. Oh, I hope or so. Something like that. Yeah. And they can just have the uh, AJ versus Karrion some random SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, hope. Uh, I think the um, for whatever reason, Karrion Cross has never been able to find like a stable feud uh, in the time that he's been brought back. I mean, I say that he had a thing with. Drew McIntyre. Um, fought Shinsuke Nakamura. Fought Nakamura. After like three weeks of build. Yeah. Um, he, he I think, was setting up something with Mysterio, but they never wrestled on pay-per-view. So, like, you know. Um, no no disrespect to Cross. I'm sure, you know, he's uh, going to try his best to do something interesting with this. But, I mean, AJ has, like, the biggest story on SmackDown right now. So, like... And it's not it's with somebody who's not named Karrion Cross, so I don't know why AJ would care about Cross. I don't know why Cross would care about AJ. <laughs> so it just doesn't make any sense. Karrion Cross just randomly pulls a tarot card and that's who he's gonna fight, because that's how wrestling builds should be done. Uh, another big thing that happened, uh 
the bloodline came out. Talked to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, Roman Reigns, you know, was about to tell Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens what for, give him his mind. When Jimmy and Jay came out, jumped Sami, jumped Kevin, they uh, ran away. Roman was very mad at his Uso brethren as he had things to say to KO and Sami Zayn that he was not able to say. And then that led to later on the night, LWO losing to, uh, or excuse me, beating uh, the Usos without any help uh, after a Kevin Owens attraction, right? Because did Sammy also come out during that? Um, I think Sammy came on later, but the initial shock was KO, I, I think, yeah. So LWO gets, what, their first win on the main roster? Yeah, I think their first win versus anybody, which is crazy because, like, they're, <laughs> like, the most over group, like, for some reason. But they have have just, like, <laughs> been losing the entire time. I guess that's the power of uh, of the Puerto Rico crowd from Backlash, though, carrying over. Bad Bunny helped sell merch for them. They're like, oh, we got to attach a rocket to them now. Right, right, absolutely. I think we need to move on to Monday Night Raw. Uh during the last half hour of the show, we saw would it be new women's tag team champions? Because was it Banquet or was it still? I I think it's new because I think they're counting this as a separate team from uh, Raquel and Liv. So Raquel Rodriguez is a two-time tag team champion as she teamed up with Shotzi to win the tag team championships. I think this is Shotzi's like thirtieth team. That she's just kind of bounced around from it feels like. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Although I think it's the first time that she's actually won the title um, with anybody, right? Probably. Right. I don't. I think I don't really follow the I, women's tag team champions. I know that, that much. Um, Shotzi was one of the first NXT women's tag champs, but yeah, on the main roster, I think she's kind of been in that sort of uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride kind of situation. Which I mean works well for her character well enough, and it it is not great that uh, her first official win is uh, by replacing somebody that got injured. <laughs> yeah, not exactly the best for her. Um, starting off the show, we had Paul Heyman addressing the crowd, getting folks hyped for that tag team match between uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline with Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Sammy and KO came out, scared Paul Heyman away, and dedicated their match to the pillars of the bloodline, the Usos. I used to think that the bloodline stuff was kind of like fading out uh, after Mania. Like they, they didn't really pick up the momentum with it, and it, it got kind of boring for a couple of weeks. But man, the, the way to turn that around real quick, they figured it out. Just make Roman like hate the Usos. <laughs> that's, that's, it's so easy. That was the <laughs> natural progression. Look, look at Triple H. He's balling. That's, you know. And uh, they're probably going to have a great match at Night of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Can't take that. See, see, I have an F1 podcast, and they're racing over there too, man. I, man, I can't keep it's, going to Saudi I can't keep yeah, watching man. stuff in Saudi Arabia. That's the deal with sports right now. You just get or sports like product like WWE. Yeah. <laughs> you just sports have to like, sports entertainment. <laughs> right, right. You just have to kind of, you know, uh bear through the the politics of it all. Other big thing was of course Cody Rhodes getting his arm broken by Brock Lesnar setting up their what are they calling it? Co main event for Night of Champions. Eventually Triple H came out at the end of the show. And said, you're afraid to see the doctor because you know what's going to happen. Cody, of course, came back and said, think about what you would have done in my shoes. So, and that's been the build for their rematch at Night of Champions. Um, I mean, cool, I guess. Way to, you know, make me uh, worried about a, a guy who is, you know, known to get injured in that particular area. Uh, no, I, th- I thought it was a good segment. Brock is is – actually genuinely kind of terrifying again, which is, is nice to see. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm glad to see uh, Cody showing a little bit of, uh, you know, that underdog fire in him. Especially after he got color on purpose. Right, yeah, I mean, That exactly. was insane to me because, like, I heard it was like a, what's it, a, uh, like a nail that he just, like, rammed 
Oh, right, right, right. That is, that like is a, insane. Yeah, it's like, like a spike or something. Yeah. But, folks, we are going to take a short PSA break. When we get back, we'll talk about some of the AE dub news over on Wednesday nights as they look forward to go to their Saturday night Australia. We'll see you after the break. I love double, double E. Well, that's too bad, Vladimir Kozlov, because we're talking about AEW Dynamite. I'm aware that some people may not have gotten my last joke. It's because AEW is taking all the people that have backstage problems and moving them to Saturday night starting June 29th in the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. June 17th. June 17th. That's close enough. In Chicago, Illinois. That is close enough. Uh, Man, somebody brought this up to me that this may not be as good for TV ratings being on Saturday nights. Yeah, it's it's not the best time slot. But they should sell a ton of tickets. Oh, for this this first one especially. For the first one especially, and then after that, with it being a Saturday night, could potentially sell a lot more tickets than the Wednesday night show, which mm. is something that's going to be real interesting to look towards. Yeah, I mean, I know that um, – so, AW like, consistently does does pretty good, like, TV ratings-wise. You know, they, they do good enough that Warner Brothers keeps giving them more <laughs> TV shows. Um, but uh, what I, I think I, I – I read this somewhere, and I don't know if it's entirely true, so don't, like, quote me on it. But I think that um, their live attendance is consistently – like through the roof, like really, really good. Um, so, you know, and, and that's on weekdays. So, I, yeah, I can only imagine what a, a weekend uh, televised show will do for them. It's Although like, I do think that, that it is very silly that <laughs> they are, as you, you said, it's Australia. Just take every <laughs> single problem that could have and should have been negotiated peacefully like adults and just shove them somewhere else is like that's 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 the best you can do, Tony. That's the best management strategy that they teach you. <laughs> okay, you can't solve personal problems with money, man. Everybody knows this. Oh, you probably can. I'm not gonna try to do that. I was about to say I, I can think of quite a few personal problems today if it's solved with money. <laughs> getting into this past AEW Dynamite, um, obviously we weren't here for the reformation of the elite people are telling me that's a big deal oh yeah it's great um i think you know it's it's kind of where we all knew the story was gonna go but sometimes and the fed could stand to learn a thing or two about this but sometimes the obvious choice is the right choice and when you do it people are happy and want to watch more of your product, which <laughs> is what I, I felt, certainly, from that segment on AEW. Um, but yeah, the uh, Hangman page finally uh, coming back, and um, for the moment, at least, uh, settling his differences with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, um, and reforming the, the true, proper elite. And of course, that would bleed into the next AEW Dynamite this following week. Uh, yesterday, as normally we would have been talking about this, as it was what, 20 minutes? Yeah, 20 minutes passed. Round but about. Obviously, it's, it was yesterday. Um, the way they continued to build this up was two promos with the Elite uh, and the Blackpool Combat Club. And then at the end of the night, Cardio Castanovi and what's his name? Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta went up against. The Lucha Bros. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think that was right. I thought I was making fun of him. He's on a roll. Um, Came out, had a match for the ROH Tag Team Championships. Uh, Claudio was about to win, or they were about to be able to take back control. Young Bucks held Claudio from underneath the ring. And segment went off air with the Young Bucks escaping into the crowd and the plumber man coming out and delivering a promo to hype the crowd up for this Sunday's Anarchy in the arena match. The plumber man? The plumber man. John Moxley. He looks like a plumber. Does he not look like a plumber? 
Uh, I mean, okay, it, it okay. looks like a like a working Joe. Okay, here's the other thing I want I want to ask you about this too. During the commentary for the match, Dan, all Brian Danielson was talking about was how they could train and how they were like in the best peak performance of their lives. And then John Moxley looks like me. Okay, first of all, <laughs> that is an absolute lie. What are you talking <laughs> about? Not look, like, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, Just because I have better you know, hair than the man anything. does not mean. No, no. Moxley's no. Moxley's got bulk. He's their bulk guy. You understand? You know, he's the power Claudio, lifter. Claudio is the you know trim like swimmers athlete type of guy. Like you know, he's he's built for for speed and efficiency. All right. Yuta is like a a stick, but like a, a really fast stick. He can like you know go everywhere and all that sort of stuff. Danielson is is all rounded. Okay, he can uh, do all sorts of stuff, but he's he's built for groundwork. Moxley, on the other hand, is just a tank. He's just gonna bulldoze through you with a screwdriver, per- preferably. Preferably, yes. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I, I I think that's that's fine. I like that they they all look kind of different. Um, and uh, I, Danielson was fantastic on commentary as well. Uh, he kept calling Excalibur "Man in the Mask" uh, as a, a throwback to his old buddy Regal. Um, and after after the segment went off air entirely, too, they had a great uh, beat where Danielson comes down to the to the ring and uh, slaps Wheeler Yuta, like slaps the soul out of his body. It was so hard because he didn't uh, cover both shoulders. Exactly, he made a rookie mistake. <laughs> Got to cover both of them. You know this. Hook the leg. You, you know this. Go. That's right. We talked about it in our training. Yes, <laughs> yes, in our cool training room. Um, but actually, so um, speaking of the, those promos, though, Mox is one of the best promos in the game right now. I don't know if you watched it, but if you haven't, you should. Cause I did, and I have one that man is so intense that right. I'm going to let you talk about, then I'm going to bring in my thing. Hmm. I'm going to uh, go ahead and give. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and give you my Nick pick. Okay, Cooper, because yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you were about to. Give, when MJF did his promo, he put over the pillars because he talked about how they were always there and stuff like that, uh, and how even though he beats them at double or nothing, they're still you know the best, the three pillars that AW stands on. When John Moxley finished up his promo, he called them amateurs. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not lifting up your opponent enough and not putting over your opponent in the promo like we've seen countless wrestlers do before. Mm-hmm. Now, I just don't think that was correct. I feel like he could have worded that a little bit differently to help the sales of Double or Nothing there in the Staples Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Anybody who has not already bought a ticket for Double or Nothing is not suddenly going to buy a ticket because John Moxley – didn't call the elite amateurs <laughs> and called them professors. I, I think that's, I I mean, think that's I, very silly. I um, had my <laughs> phone open naturally with the Ticketmaster app. Oh, yeah. I was ready. I'm sure you and were. And then he called, and he called him, and I was like, can't, can't do it now. No, it's I not, don't care about this match now. It's not the fees. It's not you know the distance to, for travel. No, it's purely this promo. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, I think it makes perfect sense for me in character why Moxley wouldn't extend that gratitude to the elite. It makes perfect sense why any of the Blackpool Combat Club wouldn't extend that gratitude to the elite because that's their entire purpose as as characters is that, you know, they represent a style of wrestling, a pinnacle of wrestling that the elite can do but don't. And so they absolutely despise them, you know. Um, there's a uh, athletic respect, but there's not a personal respect. That's the thing. Um, and, you know, I think it's absolutely fine to me that, you know, Moxley and, and the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club are so, I, some might say, overly confident in themselves that, you know, they would, uh, look down on, on their opponents that much. Uh, it kind of similar to me, like how Imperium, uh, should be, you know, when, when Gunther Walter says, you know, the mat is sacred and that, you know, no other 
competitors in the WWE respect the mat as much as he does, you know, uh, is, is, is that, um, you know, putting down his opponents so much that, that he, like, he buries them or whatever? Like, I don't think so. I think there's yeah. a difference, though, between somebody saying somebody doesn't have respect for the mat and then calling somebody an amateur. I'd, I don't. I, I like think you're kind of cutting like, hairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm cutting hairs, but I feel right. like there's a difference there. And if Moxley wouldn't have called him that, I would have naturally been in my truck right now driving to the Staples. Right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yes. As Cooper knows. Like, I, you can see on here, I have the Ticketmaster app open. Oh, that's weird. The Ticketmaster app looks a little different than the last time that I saw it. I didn't know it, that. Uh, I, I got a skin for it, oh, naturally. Okay. Right, right. Um, some of the other big hitters for AEW, uh, the title match between FTR and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Double J uh, will have Mark Briscoe as the special referee after, was it Moonshine that uh, that uh, Uncle Dax Haywood got uh, uh, spit into his eyes and some, delivered? Some kind of, of spirit. Some, yeah, some um, kind of spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty pretty poor excuse from uh, from Harwood uh, about why he pile drove uh, Briscoe. But and then he was know. like, "Shake my hand, be a man." I'm like, "You don't have to phrase it." I know like that, he just Dax. He, he just went into like the most overly like toxically masculine. Like, no, I will not retract. I will just stay here, and we are going to to do what I say, and then that will be my apology. Um, but yeah, no, I. Um, I mean, this this feud is kind of whatever, but I do love anything with uh, the world's funkiest uh, chicken farmer, uh, Mark Briscoe, in it. As I think most people are. And I think to round out the AEW news segment as we'll be moving to our predictions in the next 30 minutes as we have a lot of show to cover. The four pillars match at AEW Double or Nothing will, fa- uh, will be MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Darby Allin versus Sammy Guevara in the build. It's not been great. Not been great at all. Yeah, yeah. I hate to admit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, MJF is MJF and Darby Allen have been doing so much heavy lifting to get me to to care about this. Probably just should have been a singles match. Yeah. I think that can be debated. I mean, feels like that was probably the correct uh, correct call in my eyes. But I I mean I I concur. Now here's the thing: the match is going to be great. You know. Like these four guys, you kind of can't lose. Um, but I feel like AEW sometimes gets into this uh, rut where um, they will sacrifice good storytelling for good matches. Um, which I mean, good as a guy who likes good matches, I will, I will watch them and I, I will like it. Um, but you know, it's it's like I I could tell this could be so much more, um, and. You know, it's it, it doesn't help that you're working with Jungle Boy, who is just, quite frankly, not very skilled as a talker. Um, and, not at all. And Sammy Guevara, who I think is very skilled as a talker, but is trying to get people to cheer him. Sympathize. When he has spent the better part of a year being the most annoying human being alive. So, you know, um, I mean, all props to them. But uh, just the build is not being excellent. Well, speaking of Sammy Guevara being annoying, we're going to have to be annoying real quick and take a two-minute PSA break. We will see you on the other side. We are back in action, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to hop right into these predictions for the weekend because we got two shows to do. Yeah. we got. There's a lot of wrestling on it's, this weekend. We haven't even mentioned NXT um, or, NJP, or Japanese wrestling. Yes, yes, New Japan, um, who have been holding a very, a very good tournament right now, uh, and I think the finals for those are about this weekend too. <laughs> Although not up for predictions. We are, we are not going to be doing that because I do not know ball about uh, Japan. Um, one of these days. I'll, I'll, one of these days. One of these days. We'll, we we'll educate, educate them, me. folks. Yeah. One of these days. Um, I think we're going to do. AEW's Double or Nothing live this Sunday from the Staples Arena down there in Las Vegas, Nevada. And the first match that we're going to predict, uh, Cooper, something that we forgot to talk about during the AEW segment. For for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Our our fault, really. In, in a 
unsanctioned match. Adam Cole will face off against Chris Jericho in the JAS, presumably, while Adam Cole has Roderick Strong and Sabu Sabu in his corner. Somehow, how much do you think they're paying Sabu? Um, he's Jericho's buddy, so probably a, a more than he's made in the past 10 years. More than he was paid <laughs> in ECW. Oh, for sure. So he's getting two hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Logan. Maybe enough for, for the gas for the, the ride back. That's... <laughs> uh, Logan, who's in the hospital right now, has picked Adam Cole to beat Chris, Chris Jericho, and I'm going to have to agree with him. Cooper, what about you? This is Adam Cole's match. I mean, I don't, I don't see how, you know, he can lose now that he has seventy-five-year-old or however he's not seventy-five, but now that he's he close. has he has old man Sabu in his corner. He's close. This is the weirdest <laughs> timeline that we're in. It makes no sense. <laughs> no sense, but whatever. Uh, next match we're going to get into is the Hardys and Hook will face off against the Guns and Ethan Page. Logan is going to go with Hardys and Hook. I am going to go with – there's a lot of faces winning uh, that – actually, no, it's going to be the Hardys and Hook. Jeff just came back. It's got to be the Hardys. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is hard. Now, interesting, I think this was just a little while ago supposed to be uh, the Hardys and Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party. Um, but I, I think they might have changed it recently. I forget if, if Isaiah got injured or not. Although if he if he did that makes sense, but I I could have sworn seeing his name on here. Um, Hook's a bigger draw. Th- that that honestly <laughs> is probably right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is this is absolutely going to Team Hardy. For the TBS Championship, we have Jay Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Taya looking to be the one and sixty and one in taking that TBS Championship from Jade. Logan has Jade. I'm going to have to agree with my for, former client as well and go with Jade Cargill. This is going to be the most boring set of predictions because we are so far Don't worry. all agreeing. Don't worry. This, Don't is, worry. this is Jade, yeah, I think for sure. Uh, next, let's do the tag team championships because this one is really interesting to me. Mm. We have FTR versus Double J, J, uh, J Jarrett and... Jay Lethal, I, J- Jeff Jarrett, Jesus, Noah. Um, Logan has FTR. I, though, have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Something about it, man. I think they're going to do, I think they're going to change it here. And then, like, at the next pay per view, FTR is going to get their win back. At the, you mean, but at, I think at this collision, angle, you mean collision, they're going to get the titles back? That's, <laughs> that's probably correct. I think that. In AEW Australia, they are going to win the <laughs> on the first night. Naturally, I believe this will happen. Cooper, um, now that now that you say that, that would be fantastic. Uh, it's not what I think is going to happen. I think uh, FTR are going to hold on to the the belts the whole way through, um, simply because they they just signed a new contract. Like <laughs> you know, if Tony is smart, uh, then he'll you know. At least give them one solid defense of the belts, because I think it's the first defense. Imagine if they lose their first defense to Double J Jeff. Yeah, but they'd be cheating. (laughs) It still looks strong in defeat. That is the most nonsense that I have ever heard in my life. You have a special guest referee. You have two men on the outside. The special guest referee, who is their friend? Yeah, (laughs) but he was was pile driven. He was pile driven. I know, but come on now. Nobody, <laughs> Mark Briscoe is a, a, a good guy in his heart. He can't find it within himself to to count one, two, three for Double J. All right, that's that's our our, our key disagreement for <laughs> key this show. Key disagreement so far. Yes. Uh, next up, in what I believe will be the match of the weekend across all shows. Christian Cage versus Wardlow <laughs> in a ladder match for the TNT Championship. Why are you laughing? Are you? La- you know this is going to be good because Christian Cage is a savant. Logan has Christian Cage. I also have Christian Cage. Who do you have? 
Wardlow. <laughs> it's it's Wardlow. No, brother. <laughs> but, um, Art Anderson's gonna turn, brother. <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> okay. Uh, so first of all, I laughed when he said it was gonna be his match of the night or match of the weekend. Uh, because of all of the matches happening on the weekend, this is the most Noah Phillips match <laughs> that I could have possibly thought of. Um, just tailor-made. On one end, Christian Cage. On the other hand, a big meaty man. That is it. <laughs> Noah is happy. <laughs> he is satisfied for the throw weekend. In, throw in one of the horsemen. Oh, uh, yes. Great time. Exactly. Right. Like it's made just for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Naturally, Tony Condos. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> right. um, oh man. Uh, but no, yeah. That's. So I'm. I gotta disagree with the two of you. Uh, I think this is. Uh, we're gonna get more of Wardlow's world on on Double or Nothing. Next up, we're gonna do the Blackjack Battle Royal for the International Championship. Uh, Orange Cassidy enters in with 20 other men. 20 plus 1 is 21. That's where they're getting this name from. Logan has Switchblade Jay White. I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy. I think you make him lose it on Collision. LA Collision gets some numbers. What about you, Cooper? Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys in this match. 21. It's 21. Um, I don't know why Jay White is in it. He shouldn't be in it. Uh, because I think having him lose anything, even a, a battle royal at this point, is a bad idea. Um, that being said, I, th- I do think Orange is going to retain, um, and I do I agree. With, I think that he's going to drop it on the first collision. Um, well, I don't want to count this as part of my official predictions. Uh, because it's not for the show, but for collision. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but I think he drops it. Specifically, to God's favorite champion, Miro, at Collision. That's a great idea. Tony Khan should hire you. I hey man, I this entire podcast is just padding my resume for that job. <laughs> just send just send him in. Send him in. Uh, next up, the AEW Women's Championship between Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Uh, Logan has Tony Storm. I have Tony Storm. Cooper, I'm gonna guess you also have Tony Storm. I have Tony Storm. I think but Jamie Hayter's hurt. I'll be surprised if this match goes longer than five minutes. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, although, uh, you know, I think um, if you're going to put it on anybody else, Tony is a fantastic choice. Uh, we saw during her first uh, title reign that she can absolutely carry that belt and treat it like it's the biggest thing around. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it is kind of a shame that uh, Jamie has sort of not been allowed to be the primary focus of the women's division as champion. Um, although I don't know, you know, she's got plenty of years ahead. I'm sure she'll pick up, you know, multiple title reigns after. I feel the same way. Um, we'll do the pillars four way next when MJF, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Logan has MJF. I also have Maxwell Jacob Freeman to keep his triple B naturally. Cooper, what about you? He's better than us, and we know it. And we know it. This is MJF's match to win. Um, I think it'll be fantastic, like I said before. Um, but it is clear to me that MJF is going to have a long rain and it's a rain of terror one one might say um to harken back to the the glory days of 2003 um but uh you know none of these men that he's facing are so far his defining feud and i think that they're going to wait until he has a defining feud to drop it and what will probably be the main event for some reason the Blackpool Combat Club take on the Elite in Anarchy in the Arena. Logan has the Blackpool Combat Club in his match of the weekend to defeat the Elite. I'm going to go the other way. I think the good has to conquer evil here and go with the Elite. 
this is probably the biggest toss-up of the show. Um, let's see. Good, evil, good, evil. Which do I like more? Hmm, good. I think I like good. Uh, so <laughs> I think... Uh, that's good, will... Cooper. That's, that's real good. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I know, tough decision. <laughs> but... Uh, no, yeah, I think I think uh, I'm giving it to the elite, um, because you know, Blackpool Combat Club. Now, I, I it would make story sense, I think, for either of them to win, but I think it would make story sense, and if this is main eventing, which I think it is, you want to end the show on a good note, um, and also. Um, I think you want to carry Hangman with the Elite for a little bit, and it it would be harder for me to believe that if in his first match back with them they get destroyed. So that that is my reasoning for why I think the Elite are going to win Anarchy in the Arena. Well, folks, naturally we're going to have to take a PSA break. When we get back, we'll be live and in Living Keller with our Night of Champions predictions. Do not go anywhere. And welcome back to WWEGL. We're going to dive right into these Night of Champions predictions for the last segment. Cooper, how are you feeling? You still feeling good? I'm feeling fine. Feeling froggy. Uh, are you ready to lose your belts? I'll tell you this. Naturally. I am ready to prove to the world why I am your forever reigning, defending, undisputed, WWEGL heavyweight champion of the world, nay, the galaxy, nay, the known Starscape as we know it. Starscape? That's a big word. Uh, we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough all on up greatness, isn't it? <laughs> Can't keep making me laugh like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my goal is to is to get him uh, rolling on the floor Match, like he did natural. at Mania when Shane McMahon broke his quad. <laughs> Naturally, you can't keep hold. doing this. <laughs> okay. All right, first match, uh, we're going to start off with what I think is the most obvious. Rhea Ripley versus Natalya for one of the uh, for one of the women's championships. I think it's a SmackDown, even though they're on Raw. Uh, Rhea Ripley is Logan's pick. Rhea Ripley's my pick. And uh, Cooper, I'm guessing Rhea Ripley's your pick. You guess correct. I try. That thing should be a squash. Uh, next up, we'll do. How about, how about one of the co main events? Oh, okay. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar after Cody Rhodes got his arm broken, apparently, this past Monday night. Logan has Brock Lesnar. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar as well. you got to set up the three-peat. Cooper, what about you? Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah. I mean, th- what's the what's the point in telling Cody's hero's journey if he doesn't have his darkest hour, right? And who better to give him that than uh, the, the most terrifying since uh, his debut uh, version of Brock Lesnar? Um yeah, I mean, I I thought the the matchup backlash was a little too competitive, quite frankly. Um, so I would love to see Cody just get absolutely destroyed. Like it should be tough to watch, is what I'm looking for for this match. Well, I think this next no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, next up will be the champion Bianca Belair versus her challenger Oscar. Logan has Belair. I have Oscar. Cooper, what about you? Okay. Now, as as keen listeners will recall, I have been a, a Oscar diehard for at least two pay per view cycles on this show. Um, that being said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, don't fool me again. So, with that being said, as much as it pains me to say, Bianca Belair is winning the match. 
Y'all crazy, man. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> what are they? What are they going? How are they tur- going to turn her more crazy, what, dude? It she has, won't get more missed. It has even less build up <laughs> than the Mania match did, and that did not have great build up. <laughs> she hit her with the mist in Knoxville, Tennessee, her hometown. That dastardly hill. Um, next up, uh, we'll do another one of the men's matches. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, your tag team champions, versus the challengers Roman Reigns, your WWE Universal Champion, and Solo Sokoa. Logan has Sami Zayn retaining, or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens retaining, with the Usos costing the match. I would really like to see Roman Reigns also be the tag team champions myself, because I know Twitter would absolutely explode, but I'm also going to have to go with Sami and KO retaining their tag team championships. Yeah, just the the sight of Roman with with the tag belts, with the big dimes, that would be <laughs> with the pennies insane. I mean, it, well, they, well, they're silver now, so I, I call uh, them. They're, the, yeah, they're the more dime like. Um, however, uh, yeah, this would absolutely make no sense for <laughs> for Roman to win. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ko and Sammy. Although the scenario that you described to me. Uh, before we came back on air is terrifying and uh, I, I am now less sure in my decision than I was before uh, which is that if, if Sami Zayn wins uh, this, he's going to get booed this is in Saudi Arabia out uh, of the arena Sami Zayn has been pretty vocal uh, about not being at these Saudi shows for his, his own political reasons um, so uh, best best of luck to him. Uh, best of luck. God bless him. Uh, next up, we'll do Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, which I'm guessing is their blow-off match. Logan has Becky Lynch. I also have Becky Lynch, as I think she'll move on to face uh, whoever the women's ta- whoever the women's champion is at the time. Cooper, who do you have? I have Becky Lynch. Uh, <laughs> good call. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Trish is doing good stuff, but uh, this feud's got to end now. <laughs> yeah, it does. But please, please. And what will I hope to be the main event of the evening? AJ Styles. Oh, 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 you missed one. I missed one. What did I miss? You missed one. You missed oh the, god! The Intercontinental oh, god. match. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship between Gunther and Mustafa Ali. Logan has Gunther. I'd really like to see Mustafa Ali win after he got buried by Brock Lesnar on live television. But it's going to be Gunther Cooper. What about you? The Ring General Gunther. Uh, yeah, this is also going to be a squash, probably. Unfortunately, I, I really just hope he's at, like competitive. Please. Yeah. Because it's his home. Uh, no. No. Uh, Mustafa Ali is from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Noah. <laughs> I I swear I swear I read somewhere where he is no, from. He he, um, he is. He went to Saudi Arabia recently. He went to Mecca recently. Um, uh, I believe during uh his Hajj. Mustafa Ali is Muslim. Um, so um, I mean he has I suppose a you know religious connection to to the area um and i don't know wwe has been known to you know play to uh the hometown crowd at at some point so you know um maybe having a a muslim uh intercontinental champion could do that uh but i i just unfortunately don't see anybody taking the belt off uh gunther for quite a while yeah i don't really think they're gonna do that either i just would really like to see mustafa ali at least get some offense and for the main event, most likely, of the evening, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the, is it new? Can I call it new? World Heavyweight Championship or is, has the same lineage? I I think it's brand new lineage. I don't think they're right. connecting it to to the um, Reign of Terror belt at all. So this will be the first ever champion crown over there in Jeddah, Jeddah Saudi Arabia. Logan has Seth Rollins. I have Seth Rollins. Cooper. Wow, this really is the most boring set of predictions that maybe there has ever. We do been. have two. We do have two shows. Right? Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. There's more disagreement on the on the AEW one, but uh, yeah, man, 
Seth Rollins. Like this is AJ Styles is on SmackDown. This is the belt for Raw. They needed to imply <laughs> that if he won, he would move to Raw, but they never did that. But even Over then, what? even then, all right, which I agree is what they should have done. What's the point of the draft? <laughs> what you did a whole draft specifically so that you wouldn't have this issue. <laughs> and then, yeah, but you know. Um, no, I mean, one, Seth is the biggest deal. Uh, right now, he's going to be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> so, like, you know. Um, uh, yeah, it would be it would be a, a mind-boggling decision not to have him win. He's, he's the guy. He's your guy. He, he should take the belt off Roman uh, way down the road. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, the architect. Come on now. And the crowd will sing his song, much like we have to sing a song to get out of here. Folks, it is 10 o'clock. I need my shut-eye. Cooper, you got anything to say? You know, as much as it has delighted me to play these games, we all know that there is no other WWE GL champion than Killer Cooper Prater. Well, folks, for Logan Hursting, who is back in the hospital, or excuse me, the local medical facility right now, healing up those wounds, let us know if you see a man with a Pepsi tattoo in Chicago, Illinois. My, uh, for Killer Cooper Prater, and for myself, Noah, the natural Noah. We hope you have a wonderful day, and God bless Superstars. Thank you, and we are out.